Hello everyone, welcome back to the legend of Brittany. We are now on Fairy Builders. For the most part, then, the megaliths, in the opinion of the Breton peasant, are not the handiwork of man. He would rather refer their origins to spirits, giants or fiends. If he makes any exception to this supernatural attribution, it is in favour of the saints he reverences so profoundly. The fairies, he says, harnessed their oxen to the mighty stones, selected a site, and dragged them thither to form a dwelling, or perhaps a cradle for the infant phase they were so fond of exchanging for human children. Thus, the roches ox phase near Saint de Dia. In Ilet Villain were raised by fairy hands, the elves collecting all the big stones in the country and carrying them tither in their aprons. These architectural sprites then mounted on each other's shoulders in order that they might reach high enough to place the mighty monoliths securely in position. This practice they also followed in building the dolmen near the wood of Rocher, on the road from Dinan to Dol, say the people of that countryside. But the actual purpose of the megaliths has not been neglected by tradition, for a venerable farmer at Rouvray stated that the fairies were wont to honour after their death those who had made good use of their lives and built the domains to contain their ashes. The presence of such a shrine in a countryside was a guarantee of abundance and prosperity therein, as a subtle and indefinable charm spread from the saintly remnants and communicated itself to everything in the neighbourhood. The fairy builders, says tradition, went about their work in a haphazard manner. Those among them who possessed a talent for design drew the plans of the purpose structure, the less gifted acted as carriers, labourers and masons. Apron carrying was not their only method of porterage, for some bore the stones on their heads, or one under each arm, as they were raised the rocher face in Retiers, or the dolmen in La Lande Marie. The space of a night was usually sufficient, sufficient in which to raise a dolmen. But though run up with more than Trans, transatlantic dispatch. In view of the time these structures have endured for, any change of jerry building against their elfin architects must fall to the ground. Daylight too, frequently surprised the fairy builders, so that they could not finish their task, as many a ruthless dolmen shows. There are many Celtic parallels to this belief. For example, it is said that the Picts, or perhaps the fairies, built the original church of Corstofine near Edinburgh and stood in a row, handing the stones one to another from Ravelston Quarry on the adjacent, adjacent hill of Corstofine. Such is the local folktale, and it has its congeners in Celtic and even in Hindu myth. Thus in the Highland Tale of Kennedy and the Clastig, or Fairy, whom he captured 
and whom he compelled to build him a house in one night. We read that she set her people to work speedily. And they brought flags and stones from the shores of Cleomig Waterfall, reaching them from hand to hand. Again, the round tower of Ardemore in Ireland was built with stones brought from Slivgrian, a mountain some four or five miles distant, without horse or wheel, the blocks being passed from hand to hand from the quarry to the exact site of the building. The same tradition applied to the round tower of Abernethy in Perthshire, only it is in this case demonstrated that the stone of which the tower is composed was actually taken from the traditional quarry, even the very spot being geologically identified. In like manner, too, was Rama's bridge built up by the monkey host in Hindu myth, as recounted in the Maharb. Harata and the Ramayana. Tales as as apart from beliefs were not often encountered in connection with the monuments. Indeed, C. Bilot, in the course of his researches, found only one dozen of these all told. They are very brief and appear for the most part to deal with fairies who have been shut up by the power of magic in a dolmen. Tales of spirits enclosed in trees and even in pillars are not uncommon. Lately I have heard a peculiar fearsome ghost story which comes from Belgium in which it is related how certain spirits had become enclosed in a pillar in ancient abbey for the saintly occupants of which they made it particularly uncomfortable. Mr George Henderson is one of the most masterly and suggestive studies of Celtic survivals ever published states that stones in the highlands of Scotland were formerly believed to have souls, and that these, too large to be moved, were held to be in intimate connection with spirits. Pillared stones are not employed in building dwellings in the highlands. Ill luck, it is believed, being sure to follow their use in this manner, while to meddle with stones, which tradition connects with druidism, is to court fatality. So don't mess with them or you'll die. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. But don't mess with them, okay? (laughs) Anyway, that's how sort of fairy builders come to light. So yes, there's many people that believe the standing stones are built by the good old fairies. Thank you for listening to this part of the Legends of Brittany. And many blessings.